0: It's time for Swamp Soul Talk, the podcast with Jim Quick. Na, 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 na. And now, here's Jim Quick. DJ Heavy right there. He's so cool, man. Durham, North Carolina. He's like the voice of all the Swamp Soul Network stuff we do. Pretty cool, huh? Yeah, big, big voice. Cool dude, man. Yeah. Episode number three with Robbie Hegler. We're going to be talking to him today. This episode is brought to you by Scotland Motors in Larnburg, North Carolina, my hometown. A good used car is hard to find these days. these are top-notch, high-quality, low-mileage vehicles, a huge lot, one of the biggest in the southeast, and centrally located in the Carolinas right there. If you look at a map of Laurinburg, it's like two hours from everything in the Carolinas. You can go there and check out their huge selection right there on South Main Street in Laurenburg, right off uh, Interstate uh, 74, the uh, main exit into Laurinburg. If you'd like to give them a call, it's 910-276-7250. Check out Lee Howell and his incredible staff, one of the best service departments in the world. And uh, along with a huge selection, you can check out online anytime at Scotland Motors, Inc dot com, scotlandmotorsinc.com, and make sure that uh, you tell them Jim Quick sent you from the Swamp Soul World. All right, our guest today, ladies and gentlemen, renowned bass player in the uh, Southeast and one of my favorite singers in the whole world, and all-around cool dude, and one of my best friends uh, from Sugar Creek to Fantastic Shakers, Tim Clark, Van Coastline, Swamp to Womp. <laughs> yep. Can't forget that one. Yeah, and Southside Saints, uh, their newest uh, endeavor, which. One of the hottest bands right now in the... Uh in the uh, Grand Strand area, and and starting well, to get a little bit in yeah, Ladies and we'll gentlemen, get, get, get your hands together. The incredible Robbie Hagler. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I knew you. I knew when I started this podcast uh, that you were going to have to be one of my guests because not only you're one of the most funny, you not a, one of the most interesting dudes in the world, but you are absolutely hilarious, and you know you're just a, a bubbly sense of humor of all the time. <laughs> you know, I don't think I've ever been called bubbly before. Yeah, but yeah I appreciate it. But it's about eleven o'clock in the morning, which this is really yeah. early for you, isn't it? It is early for me. Yeah, I'm, I I got up. I've <laughs> had my coffee, so I'm good to go. I know, dude. we you like, ah, I can't believe I told him I do this. What's wrong with one or two o'clock in the afternoon, three o'clock in I know. I'm the same way, man. I, you know, it's like I had to meet uh, uh, Mike Taylor uh, at, at, to do a podcast at nine in the morning because, you know, Mike's getting yeah. old as hell, you, yeah. know, <laughs> you know, so Mike's one yeah. of these, you know, he's, he's, one of his, he, he's up at seven. Yeah. 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 But, you know, I think he's 64, something like that, 60, yeah. somewhere like that. I think he's around that age. He's around 65 somewhere. But anyway, he's well into the AARP area, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah. You know, he's got, the, got the 4 a.m. Uh, you, you know, he's a part of the 4 a.m. club now. <laughs> yeah. you, you know, yeah. No matter what time you go to bed, he gets right. up at 4. 4 o'clock. A, you know, I'm reading the paper. Yeah. And, I went to and bed at 3, but I'm up at 4. No, but it's crazy, man, because I got a like, little wet bar in here. And I he was that. he busted right into it. He said, yeah, I think I'll try some of that Blanton's, you yeah, know, there you go whiskey. That's breakfast. I know, man. He's a, he had a cup of coffee and a glass. And Actually, a glass. It's like. You know, like like the lawyers do at the end of the law and order they sit in the room at dark and have a a little toast Yeah Yeah. We didn't win that case, but you know, we know we were right Yeah, Yeah, the person's going to fry, but hey, we did our best (laughs) Man, it is so good to have you on to the show, man Thanks for joining us How old are you, by the way? How old am I? I just turned 58 Damn! I know, I know. Man, what's crazy is I remember your fortieth birthday. Do That makes one of us. <laughs> <laughs> I think you were. I think you were with the Shakers at that time when I was turned forty. Yeah, who was I with? Let's see. That'd be eighteen years ago. Uh, you were. I was with you. No. Yeah, that would have been o well, three, right? Yeah, that'd been 03 I think I was with you. Damn, you were with me. That's I right. Was three. Yeah. Oh my God! You were man. I that's feel, why you remember. It. <laughs> that's why I do. Matter of fact, uh, but the reason I, the reason I say that because we were playing actually in Charlotte at your birthday because I remember. Uh, uh, it, Anita had, uh, we all went out to dinner and we'd all done this different stuff. And I think we were playing in Charlotte somewhere, but it wasn't a Harrow's. I'm, I can't okay. remember. I think it was Bearden Park or something. I can't remember. Uh, okay. It was something yeah. weird. I can't remember. You don't yeah. even remember turning yeah. 40, do you? No, I do not. I must've had a wonderful time. <laughs> I don't know no. why we're stuck on 40. What the hell happened to 50? Yeah, I know. What, well, did you do, you know, where, where, what band were you in when you turned f- eight years when I ago? turned 50, I was actually off the road. I was playing, uh. Uh part time with Threshold, a band uh wedding band out of Rock Hill, South Carolina. I remember that name. I remember yeah. that. They're still around. They but you played with a range. lot of other bands the ones I've listed. Yeah, I've been i I've been around, man. I've been around. Who were you lot. with before between like Sugar Creek and the Shakers? Sugar Creek and the Shakers. I was with uh Ashley. I was with the Poor Souls for about three months. Shut up. Yeah, for about three months. You played with Bobby Smith and all those guys? for about three months. Brazil. Brazil. (laughs) Oh, man, that was interesting. That was interesting But there's some singing some dogs, man. They could sing their ass off, man. Yeah, they were good singers. They called me, and I met with Pat Carpenter. He was in the band at the time. He said, come over. You know, I thought I was going to do like an audition or a rehearsal. I went over there and played a few songs. He said, okay, that'll work. He said, just be at uh, Holiday Inn Monday. About seven o'clock, <laughs> I showed up thinking we're gonna rehearse, and I'm doing a gig. Man, never played beach music in my <laughs> life. I've been a rock and roller all my life, and it threw they threw me right in on the deep end. And there where we go. And this, uh, you were them three months. I had, where'd you go after that? I I mean, saw, when Dino called me, I went with the oh. checkers. Yeah. Oh, so you went almost back to rock? and You went back to the rock and roll lifestyle. Yeah, yeah. I thought the I thought the rock and rollers parting hard until I started with the, the fantastic drinkers. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's the damn truth right there. <laughs> the you talk man. to Bo anymore? You talk yeah, to Yeah, man, I to talk to Bo occasionally. No, you know, not often, but if I'd he talk answers to him the phone, yeah. If he answers the phone, if he's not on the lake, you know, I talk to him. Yeah, he's not fishing. If if, if he answers the phone, we just talk. What? <laughs> what, what,
1: what? What do you want? What do you want? Yeah. What do you want?
0: Yeah. Now, I got to see him like I guess a couple months ago and everything. But was, who did you play with before the the creek? Uh, a band called Silent Run that I was in uh, from the time I was about fifteen years old. We graduated high school and went on the road. So that uh, was that was number one. That was well, that was number two. I was with a band when I was thirteen called Steel. S T E A L. Believe it or not. <laughs> the, ironically, my high school band was called Larceny. Oh, uh, really? <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there you go. It makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I was with them, and you know, that's how I got started. Played my first gig at 13. That's yeah. crazy, oh, man. Been it's been a long, long time ago. Thirteen years old. I think I was like searching for my dad's Playboy magazines. <laughs> thirteen. I don't. I don't think I had any musical inclination at all. Oh, at 13. really? Nah, man. I was. I was like bicycles and girls. Bicycles and girls. Fireworks and yeah. you know. Yeah, me, like me and Billy, a friend of mine, Billy Orton, We caught the entire like. Well, we did two things bad. First of all, I remember one time at the age of thirteen, we were out. uh, there was this like little creek that ran in through the woods near yeah. my home and stuff. We went out there, It's near the high school, and it's kind of near you know these apartments and everything. And went out there, it, 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 we said, You know what? It was like during like the end of summer or something. We went out like yeah. on a Friday afternoon, it was like, You know what? And I think school had just started or something, you know. And we were out there Friday after school, and we had these like Boy Scout latrine shovels, and like, We're, we're gonna build a pond, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know? build a pond. We said, You know, we're gonna oh, build a pond. Correct. So we said, You know, starting this, we've got to back the water up, so let's build a dam. So, you know, the side of those little shovels, they have like a little, like, axe. Right, a right, little know, cutting edge. Right, yeah. so, and they cutting down these little trees, you know, and stuff, and yeah. like, packing mud and stuff and trimming them and building stuff. We went back out there all day Saturday and did it. And, of course, mm. Sunday, you know, it started backing up a little bit. You yeah. know, And Sunday, we were off, you know. I mean, we had to go yeah. to church and be with our family and stuff. Right. We couldn't hang out. And then Monday, we went to school, blah, 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 come back. And the newspaper in Laurenburg comes out Monday, Wednesday, and Friday when I was a kid. Okay. So we're sitting there after, after dinner. And my dad was sitting there at the at the dinner table, you know, whatever. And he's like having the newspaper sitting there, and he goes, he goes, Jan, my mom, he goes, look at this. Uh, apparently there's some beavers down there at Leaf Creek and built a <laughs> built a dam and it's flooded the entire Colonial po- apartments over there. <laughs> I
1: was like, oh you, my god! I, mean,
0: I would have called Billy, you know, say, like, yeah. don't call me, click, <laughs> yeah, don't talk to me. <laughs> I, don't I don't know you. And, uh, and another time we were like running through the woods shooting each other with bottle rockets really? out behind the Windex. And these oh, little yeah. bike paths behind the woods and caught the entire woods on fire. Burnt that like four acres. Really? You, know, I was, I mean, you were a trouble. I was a little trouble kid, but uh, you were playing rock and roll. So don't give me yeah hell. well yeah no, I was trying to yeah man yeah I hadn't discovered girls yet well I had I was about they to say, hadn't discovered me right yet. right man <laughs> well, you were how long were you at coastline you were us like three four years three or four like years that. Yeah. man that was crazy ride yeah it was fun so we we did two albums together yeah we did uh against all flags right, right. and we did sneaking out back uh no no no, no sweet and ripe sweet and ripe and sweet right. and ripe was incredible yeah, we did that in Charlotte, Reflection Studio. One of the last recordings to ever happen in Reflections. And we had the album release at the House of Blues. House of Blues, we did. Yeah, Man. That was a party. And yeah. did, were, were we Clarence Carter? Who was it? Was, was it Clarence Carter or was it Chairman? Or, my, or Delbert. I think it was Delbert. I think it was Delbert. Yeah. I think it was us, Teresa James, and Delbert. Yeah, that sounds right. Man, I'll tell you what. The funny, I, we, I know we opened up for uh, for – Clarence Carter there one time. Yeah. That was one of the funniest things because <laughs> yeah. you and I it, 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 you remember I it? know what you're talking about. I know what you're talking about. You know what I'm getting what ready to tell you, with, you yeah. what happened? Yeah. Like me doing do the merchandise box. Oh at, at I, in, think, at, I, be, I be, might be thinking of something else. Are you talking about the bass player? Yeah, the bass player. Oh, the, oh, there he's, what did he What did he tell that bass player? Uh, he's, uh just sound check. Yeah, he started sound check. Get about halfway through it, he raises his hand, everybody stops, and he said, Mr. Monitor man. He said, Yes sir. I said, please take the bass player add the monitor. He play irregular and get the whole band off. <laughs> <laughs> I said, Irregular, is that something that goes in spaghetti? And it, I mean, what he gotta stand there for the rest of the band knowing <laughs> yeah, that, that. And that, they kinda of went, Yeah, I kinda of do. That. <laughs> yeah, he's right. You know nobody yeah. need to hear me. Yeah. <laughs> But I'm telling you, it was funny. At, at the end of the show, you and I had this merchandise stand. We're basically, when you walk in the door at House of Blues, they allowed you to have merchandise right, yeah. stuff. So, you know, me and Robbie, we were like uh, superstars. We're like, oh, everybody God. come yeah. hang out with Jim and Robbie at the, uh, at the end of the Coastline show during the break while they're setting up uh, for Clarence Carter. And. We did that. And also at the end of this very, very end of the show, we went back in and trying to catch more traffic. Just people, even right. if, we're yeah. just, if we sell stuff or not, you know, shaking hands, you know, yeah. whatever, shaking babies and kissing hands. There you go. Right. Whatever we had to do. Right. So uh, this lady comes up and she's talking to me and she says, Look, I've never heard, I came here to hear Clarence Carter. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just put off completely by him. I, I am so in love with you guys. I mean, she's a fairly attractive older woman. Yeah. And, you know, I was being a little flirtatious with her, and I can tell that's kind of what she wanted, you know? So she ended up buying, like, all of her stuff and everything. By by older, you mean, like, 40? Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, you know, probably. At the time, yeah. Well, you know me, too. Oh, yeah, I do know you. (laughs) I've been married 27 years for three different women. That's right. And none of them made it to 40. Mm -hmm. (laughs) All right, but anyway, it's basically, uh, the lady was like, do I love you guys so much? She said, I came to see Clarence Carter, and I got up front row, and I did everything. I couldn't get him to look at me. I did everything except <laughs> show him my breast. I said, ma'am, you know he's blind, right? She went, what? What? <laughs> blind? <laughs> man, now, I don't, now I don't feel the bad. So I pulled my breasts out for nothing. <laughs> Bass player like yeah, the bass player is like ooh, he's starting playing, yeah. <laughs> he playing regular. He's starting playing regular. was funny, man. What you been doing uh, lately with the the new guys, man? Southside Saints. That's an incredible man. Man, thank you, man. We uh, kind of grew out of the pandemic, you know, because the three of us. We, by the way, we call it the Great Shutdown. The here, Great Shutdown. Here, <laughs> okay. We we try to stay that way. That way, we're the most least political uh, yeah. program on the air. That's riding the fence right, right there. It yeah. was the Great right. Shutdown. The Great Shutdown. Well, it shut everything down, didn't it? It did. But uh, three of us were with Blackwater Devin, myself, and Clint. See, I left Blackwater off the list. I automatically forgot about that because, in my mind, I mean, he's. I love Dale, don't get me wrong, but there's a lot. I mean, there's even a band that is put together from people that he's fired called the the Pink Pink Slips. Slips. Yeah, I know. (laughs) That's funny, man. But uh, he didn't. I was one that didn't get fired. I. Kind of put this band together. They ended up leaving because of this band because we went to work. People started calling, phone was ringing, so we went to work. You know, and it turned out to be really good. It was a lot of fun, good guys. You know, the it was Devin and myself and Clint were with Blackwater, so we all pretty much left the same time. So you know, Dale wasn't happy, but you know, it was it was a business move. It wasn't nothing personal. I mean, I enjoyed playing with those guys, Clint. Is hands down the greatest sound man in a, in the world. He's he's good. I mean, he's good at what he does, and he's been my my best friend since nineteen eighty seven. One I mean, my best. Friends. You worked with him with Sugar Creek. Yeah, you worked with him with Tim Clark. Yeah, and I mean, he's he's worked on major production with uh oh, sound yeah. companies throughout the yeah. year. You know? ISD, yeah, he's with ISD Chad Johnson and those guys. They anytime, do a lot of big it, shows. anytime my sound guy it shows up at a gig that he's at, we're doing like major production. Yeah. I'm like, hey man, you can go sit in the truck. Yeah, <laughs> yeah take take a minute you, off. You here take you a here. break tonight, man. We gotta get yeah. you know, He's incredible. So you're blessed with that. Yeah. And all and, and I know it's not none of my business. And you can you can any any time on the show you can say you know, shut up, fat ass. I don't, you know, you know, I don't want to hear that, right? I'm not, I'm not rude, man. Hey, you, I wouldn't do that. But feel free. You, what do you mean, man? I mean, I'm your brother. You can talk to me the way you want to. I'll just shoot you the bird where nobody can hear that's it. That's right. That's right. I, I'll take the hint. So, you guys in this band, you all own it together. Yeah. We're all equal partners, pretty much. Man, you know that that's either a blessing or a curse. There's one, they're, they're, that yeah. can go one or two different ways. Right. So far, it's been really good. Everybody, you know, is on the same plane. We all think a lot, you know. Well, I'm going to say this. Devin's a sweetheart. He is, man. He's just so easy. He's easy going. Whatever y'all want to do, man, it's good with me. Man, and I don't know if you guys have checked him out. I'm, after you see the show, I want you to make sure that you check out the man. I'm going to do, go ahead and give, get the website out the way. So what is that? Uh, SouthSideSaintsBand.com. SouthSideSaintsBand.com. That's Obviously, it. that's just one word. That's right, where websites right, work. Yeah. But no periods or dot, dash. No, yeah. So, Check out their schedule. I mean, it's a huge schedule. These guys are playing nonstop, but I want you to go check them out. But here's the deal, Robbie. That guy, Devin. Yeah, I've seen him play, and I know that he comes from a Christian background. I think. I think his yeah. dad. And, yeah, he was a southern Southern gospel. Yeah, he uh, was player, and he, his dad and his dad's brother had the Dove Brothers. Uh, oh my gosh! Yeah. I, I didn't realize that. Uh, yeah, Southern Gospel. They're yeah. legendary in the They've Southern been around. Gospel. Yeah, yeah. They've been around. He started playing with them when he was fourteen. Wow! Yeah. Well, that explains a lot as far as his talent goes. Yeah, He's a phenomenal drummer. And I can't imagine having to use every limb in your body and having to sing. Yeah, at the same time. And especially the songs that y'all made him sing. Yeah. Because. <laughs> well, we didn't make him. No, not really. He kind of, well, some of the stuff he suggested, then we started doing it. And he like, man, I'm going to have to do this every night. Oh, my God. I know. I mean, I did, his vocal range is insane. And for me to say yeah. that to you. Yeah. It's something oh, yeah. because your range is incredible because you you can sing bass and you can sing, you know, tenor. Yeah, I can scream, yeah. yeah. scream pretty high. You're a lead I, I don't call it singing up there. I call it screaming. Man, you nail it. You know you can. One of my favorite singers of all time. But Devin was, it's amazing. Yeah. I mean, I was like, what? You know. Well, where'd he come from? And then, of course, you got you and you're playing the bass and you're – Everybody's favorite bass player. I mean, oh, your tone and and the funk. You, when you play funk, it drives me nuts. I love it when you start slapping the bass, man. Yeah, man, got to slap, it, man. Got to got to keep it in line. And then you throw Steve in there. Yeah, he's a freak. Something's wrong with him, man. <laughs> he is. Man, he's a he's a straight up freak, man. He's you know he does stuff that I'm going still every night. It, it amazes me what he can do. I mean, it's like he. he you got to understand, there's three musicians on stage, so you're already coming into a Doors uh, rush situation. Right. And you would think all these – there's bands out there that have 18 people on stage, and they're still sequencing, and they're still playing – Pre-recorded music playing with tracks or whatever, right. and everybody out there knows what I'm talking about. Whether you're in a band or not, yeah. you you've seen it. It's like I don't yeah, think they're doing it. this. Yeah. You know, that's I the, hear a lot of people singing, but I don't see any miles moving. You know, yeah. you know nothing personal, but you know the entertainers yeah. have the best bass player ever. He never messes yeah, that's up. that's Right, never never hits a bad note. You know, it's unbelievable. That's and right. I, I mean, I'm, I I wouldn't. In, in the, I'm gonna have Earl on the show. It's nothing I wouldn't say to his yeah. face. Right. You know, he knows I, he knows. Yeah. You know, Killer. He's always in tune. He plays exactly the same part every night. <laughs> (laughs) Right, but uh, you guys are completely live. Yeah. Now, Steve is doing this thing we they call looping. Right. And what it basically do is he'll play a certain part with his guitar, Mm -hmm. and then he'll start playing on top of it. Now, keep in mind he has to stop that and restart it. Right. He does a lot of tap dancing. You know, and and he might record two or three different parts and start them up at different times. Yeah. Yeah, so, he's gotten gotten really good at it. So, but he's even playing, he's got where he can, he's he's getting his guitar to play different sounds, like yeah. he'll play keyboard parts with yeah, his guitar. Trig, triggering keys, yeah. Yes, please. with his guitar. Now, he's yeah. playing it live, he'll record it, and like on Purple Rain. It sounds like an orchestra by the time you end because he yeah. keeps adding to it and adding, adding to parts, it and adding yeah. to it, and and then he does this phenomenal solo at the end that Prince would get on his knees and and yeah. bow down <laughs> yeah. to. Prince would going, damn, that was good. That was that was awesome. Yeah. Right? I mean, he's crazy, man. It but is. it's. Manda's show is phenomenal, and then you got your main man up front, Clint up there, just got it yeah. dialed in. Y'all are loud as hell. Don't get me wrong, yeah, but y'all oh, wow. rock and roll, man, we're a rock and roll band. Yeah, and I ain't got no room to talk because I'm the loudest beach band there. If you want to call it Swamp Soul Band, yeah, Swamp Soul like, Band. There you go. But you know, it, ironically, all the bands you've been with have always been kind of loud. Well, Tim Clark's that's, loud that's as kind hell. of a that's kind of a coincidence, I think. <laughs> <laughs> what are you trying to say? I think we're louder now that you've left. Oh, really? I think Casey's confidence level's gone crazy. And well, Kay- Casey's always been loud, but yeah. Casey's but, like, but we got this drummer now that was touring with Leonard Skinner for like nine years. Yeah. And he's deaf as hell. He's yeah. aiming for the bottom head. Oh, yeah. You there know, you go. That top head's in the way. He's, he's a great player, man. He's got a groove on him. He's a really good player. Yeah, he's, I guess. I can't hear anything anymore. <laughs> people <don't>, said it <laughs> good. Yeah. I say, you Killer miss- Man, yeah, I guess if you say something. like the Mr. Magoo of ears. Yeah. I guess, sir. I haven't heard anything things since 1994 <laughs> uh, those are <were> good, <laughs> good years You remember 92 to 94 when i mm-hmm. can hear the band <laughs> yeah. that was a good band <laughs> damn man oh so what did you do during the great shutdown a whole lot of nothing really i mean there wasn't i mean i did crazy i was like doing cookbooks painting chickens Oh, i know you were you know as a matter of fact i got your cookbook and i uh you low country what mashed potatoes Mm-hmm. My son, my son likes those better than mine. It hurt my feelings a little bit, but yeah. I made those one time. He said, "You need to make those more often." I said, "Gee, thanks, son." <laughs> Well, I mean, out of all the things in the world that I've dominated in your house, mashed potatoes. Yeah, mashed potatoes. <laughs> <I> know, <shit. laughs> that's what sticks <laughs> yeah. out. Yeah. And the 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 that right there, if you have any kind of heart troubles at all, do yeah. not make those do mashed not, potatoes. Man. Yeah, stick stick of butter, a block of cream cheese. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's all healthy. Oh, eight ounces of sour cream. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Oh, my God. It's just the healthy stuff. <laughs> No, they call those healthy fats now <laughs> healthy fats yeah you never know, notice that uh how all the kids today are are fat as hell we'd go back and look at uh, like our yearbooks and stuff and yeah. we were like in like kids and stuff or even photos were like in middle school now it's like god all the kids were little yes. and then you go back yeah. and look at the way our parents were yeah. If you've ever gone to like a vintage clothing store? Oh yeah. I can't wear anything in there. It'll say like extra large on yeah. a jacket. It's hard. You, you can't even put your arm in that. I know. <laughs> from like here's a Oh, look at this cool jacket from 1968. Yeah. I love the jacket. Larges ain't what they used to be. Okay. No, 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 they're not. And I've decided I know what it is. And I'm probably not alone when I say this. But it's high fructose high fructose corn syrup and hydrogen hydrogenated oils. Yeah. It's in everything. Those are the things that did it. Yeah And Coca-Cola Played the biggest trick On us ever What'd they do With the new Coke thing Oh with the new Coke This is my theory You remember that It's never documented But this is what I think Happened Because this all happened Around that time period Yeah so, everybody, they had the big cola wars going on between them and Pepsi, and they were playing like Pepsi was gaining on them. So, they wanted to come closer to a little Pepsi taste, which is, as apparently, according to taste connoisseurs, it was a little less carbonated and a little sweeter yeah, on the Pepsi okay. world. So, what they decided to do is they're going to come out with new Coke. I remember that. Right. So, what they actually did was, this is my conspiracy theory, they said, we'd come out with new Coke, knowing That it's going to piss off all the traditional Coke drinkers. Right. I mean, it's Coca Cola people. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm from North Carolina. I love Pepsi. You know, whatever. You know, it's all crap. It's all awful. Yeah. It's all bad for you. Yeah, but it's so delicious with fried chicken. Yeah. That's right. And a hot dog. (laughs) You got to have a Coke with a hot dog. Right. Or or loaded potatoes that are (laughs) bad for you. Yeah, really. So um, they did this for like, I guess it went on for about a year or two. Yeah. Knowing that everybody wanted this. So they come back and they say, everybody wants the original bag. Right. So you notice the cans don't say original formula. They say original taste. Oh, I did not notice that. So this is the time period where they left sugar behind and came back with high fructose corn syrup. Okie dokie then. I think they can. You put a lot of thought into this. I don't, I've not done the research. I don't know if that's actually when it happened, but that's what I, that's yeah. what I believe. Well, you know what? It makes sense that, you know, cause everybody went to the corn syrup at that time. It sounds, it seems like around that time. And, you know, i know people that drank, you know, three or four Cokes a day that were skinny as a rail. And all right. of a sudden everybody started getting bigger, you know? I mean, and speaking of, I mean, these girls right now, I remember they're, I'm, I'm a flat out and this is my show. I can say I want to, And in, in anything I wouldn't say that they don't know, There's right. and she'll, she was my friend in high school, but Ann Frostick was the only one that had titties. <laughs> in high school that's funny that you remember that oh yeah i mean because it was like look at that you know because you, you know what that's funny there was a girl named betty moore i hope she's not listening <laughs> in my high school she was the first one to have them and the best ones too Right, right. <laughs> listen to you i need to this is an apology yeah. <laughs> right sorry honey uh, but anyway so now, these kids, bam! I mean, like, at the age of 13, yeah. it's like they got bodies and stuff. I'm like, and I'm not trying to be a pervert on this show. It's just, and you can't well, help them, you, you know. You, more like you're trying not to be a pervert. I'm trying not <laughs> to be. But, see, you know what it is. It's chicken nuggets. Chicken nuggets. My kid, look at my, my child, is six, three and a half. He's a huge boy. Weighs about two seventy, and but yeah. it, but all these foods are pumped with hormones. You know, to, you know. Yeah, he the, was raised on chicken nuggets. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you think about that, all these. The, the, look at the side, These chicken breasts. Yeah, they're huge. I've never seen a chicken that big. No, man. These things they can't walk. Yeah, I, th- I think they're serving turkey buzzard. to <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <gonna> pass out. <laughs> I'm out. I'm out. Yeah, yeah. didn't mean to kill you. Uh, man, that's hilarious. But it's I, these today. It's amazing to me what these kids will eat. I mean, yeah. and what they want eat. What they want eat. I mean, I grew up. Man, I was so happy on Bean Night. We're we having beans? We beans tonight. Yeah, we had leftover night. That was my favorite because it kind of piled everything that we had all week. You know, you kind of get a smorgasbord. Yeah. We're having lasagna and peanut butter yeah. sandwiches. And a charcuterie. Charcuterie. So we're we're having lasagna, chili beans, macaroni and cheese, and uh vegetable soup. And tacos. And tacos. <laughs> and Daddy got one piece of steak. Yeah. Yeah. Don't yeah. you touch it either? Yeah. Shoot, man! I don't. We didn't have steaks growing up. You know, man, that was somebody's birthday. We got a steak. That was it. Right. Only time an, an older part. person's birthday because we were going up birthday <laughs> parties. It's man extravagant birthday parties for kids now, but we were growing up. It yeah. was like we got potato chips and cake and yeah, ice cream. Potato chips and cake. I get meatloaf. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. With mashed potatoes. <laughs> With mashed potatoes. Because <laughs> I was not the oldest. <laughs> how many how many brothers and sisters do you have? I got an older brother and two younger sisters. How come I never knew that? I thought you knew that. Uh, maybe I did. You know. We're all i sp- bred out. I've know. done my a lot of Florida, extracurricular so. activities in my day. Yeah. I, I'm having a hard time remembering a lot of things. Killed some brain cells, Absolutely. You? And don't and look they... at me like I'm alone in that. No, puzzle. no. I, <laughs> we killed him <them> together. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. I know. So how, how old is your uh, oldest brother? He's 60. He'll be 60. No, he just turned 60. Who? What's his name? Garen. Have I met Garen? I don't know if you met Garen or not. He's a little short fella. I don't think I met Garen I don't think I, so. He lives in Florida. So I miss I your dad. Yeah, man. I miss my dad, too. My great man. Miss my dad, too. We both yeah. lost our pops. They are yeah. both awesome dudes, man. They were, man. And they kind of grew up in the same area, really. Yeah. You know, that central, yeah. north of South Carolina area. Yeah, my dad was grew up in uh, Jefferson, yeah. South Carolina. So it wasn't that far from Larnburg. No, not at all. <laughs> and so what about um, uh, your two baby sisters? My, my youngest sister is a teacher. She lives... Uh, in indian land south carolina and this, my second sister is uh, named lee she lives in monroe she's uh four years younger than my youngest is, you spent most of your life like in the lancaster area right yeah i grew up in lancaster man I never went never went anywhere we go to the beach once a year that's only time i left lancaster right right occasionally you know when i started playing music i'd get to go to charlotte yeah. That yeah, was a big deal. How far is uh, Lancaster? From Charlotte's not far at all. It's like nah, now, p- now Lancaster's the suburbs of Charlotte. Right. Much. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, kind of like below Monroe type. Well, straight out. you come straight out of Charlotte on 521, you'll run right into Lancaster. Really? Yeah. When well, you say, I, I'm geographically inept. I yeah. You know, I just, I can't. Be- well, look. Okay. Pull out of the Hollywood lawn. Take a left. You'll end up in Lancaster. Yeah. There you go. It's like one time I was playing at the Woodlawn and this couple came from Hickory, North Carolina. Yeah. And I was like, wow, what the hell? Y'all came all the way from Y'all Hickory? all all the way from she Hickory? It was 45 minutes. So yeah. I went, oh, what? Really? It took me longer than that to get there. The-, the west side of North Carolina, everything's so crammed together because the state gets so narrow. Right. Yeah. But you go to the sense. east side, yeah. everything's three hours apart. I mean, yeah. Wilmington to Greenville's a haul. I know. It. it sure is. You know. But in the west side, everything's right there. Well, we're just going to scoot up to-, to Asheville for the afternoon. What the yeah. hell are you talking about? Yeah, that's 30 minutes. <laughs> That's crazy over there, man. Yeah, are y'all uh, y'all gonna do an album? Uh, when everything slows down, we're still we're still trying to learn songs. Get our you know get enough songs on our song list that you know. That, How many you got now? I don't know, 50, 60, something. How like many that. hell do you need? I mean, well, you're, you know, you're we, gonna play more we, than three one hour shows? Well, try, we're trying to keep it fresh for you know because being. Basically, a local band. We had a lot of the same people come see us a lot. Right. And when you're sitting there and people can tell you what song you're going to do next, you know, it oh, yeah. might be time to change up they, a they little sure bit. sure do that with me. <laughs> Here comes late at night. Yeah. Here comes turn me over. <laughs> yeah. Here comes mama drinking liquor. Beat me. Beat me. Yeah, I like that band but the same old shit over and over and over. Well, you, it's your shit, though. Yeah, that's right. You know, Well, I didn't write beat me, but a, a, lot yeah. of, a lot of you. Made, you made it famous. Man, it's so funny because that's one one of somebody came up to me one time they are like they're like, I love everything you've ever written. I said, What's your favorite song I wrote? They go, Late at night. And I'm like, Yeah, I didn't write that one. They're like, Well, I said, Well, I love she poured it on too. Yeah, I didn't write that right, one. Yeah, you know, I didn't write that one. I mean, there's a lot of them I didn't write. you know, it kinda yeah. just kind of made a mind. That's kinda of what happened to me and General Johnson. I was like, General Johnson, I love you. You're my favorite writer. He said, What's your favorite song I wrote? I'm like, Everything's Tuesday. I'm like, Yeah, I didn't write that one. And I'm like, Oh Shit. Whoops. <laughs> Whoops. Yeah, it's a whole lot different saying that to me than the king of yeah. beach music, and the godfather, yeah. whatever you call him. Yeah, he he did have a Grammy. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> if you were to label people in beach music and you had to give them nicknames, you know, like Aretha Franklin is the queen of, of soul. Right. And uh, James Brown is the godfather. Yeah. Um, and I guess uh, Solomon Burke is the, uh, they call him something like king of, Rock Soul or something like that. Okay. Everybody's got, like, nicknames mm-hmm. and stuff. If you had to nickname General Johnson, if he had a name in the beach music world, what would you call him? The General. Very good. <laughs> the General of Beach Music. You know, it blew my mind when I found out that legally is his name. That's right. General Norman Johnson. I mean, yeah. his mama would we're going to call him General. <laughs> yeah. Where'd that come from? We like that car ad, that yeah. insurance ad. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to name him that little little white dude with a mustache uh, and a helmet on. Yeah, the little guy in the green suit. General Norman Johnson is his legal name. Yeah. Never drove anywhere. I didn't know that. He wouldn't drive. Well, I'll tell you what happened. He was with the showman, and they were in a – he didn't tell me this story. Michael Branch told me this. Uh, Michael Branch, if you don't know this, of course you may know that there's an award named after him. He was huh. General Johnson's booking agent, and he ran the entire Surfside and right. and uh, Insight Talent. It's you know he was General yeah. Johnson's main man. Right. So uh, he told me that he was driving the showman. From one, I guess they were in Virginia Beach or somewhere, and they were driving. I want to say it was Highway Fifty Eight, and that the one that goes across the top of Virginia, right there, the Virginia North Carolina line. I think that's right. right. That sounds right. I'm making this part up, by the way. Okay. And so anyway, <laughs> he's driving uh, this like church van with a trailer behind it, and they're going to the next gig, and he falls asleep at the wheel. Three guys got killed. Really? In that? In that accident? I did not know. He that. never drove again. Wow. I did not know that. Yeah. I didn't know. Thinking back on it, I know every time they would drive up, I think Ken would be driving. Yeah. There'd be the three of them in a van and the executives in another van. Right. Sounds like Ken was always driving. Yeah, man. I got to be really good friends with General Johnson. And uh, he was a strange man. But he took me under his wing. He was, he was he was he was he was Mac Daddy. He was a cool dude, man, and he probably the biggest inspiration for me on a local level. I think when it comes to writing and recording, you know, Delbert yeah. McClinton's my dude. Right. So, but right. who do you? Who was your main dude? Like that you that you influenced you more than anybody locally on both a, on a regional level. Two well, guys. Yeah. The biggest influence ever was Toto when the band Toto came out of course Van Halen I'm an old rocker but right Van Halen and Toto came out I was when I heard Bobby Kimball sing hold the line I, it made me cry I said man that's the best thing I've ever heard in my life right uh, but as far as regional bass players well we know who that's going to be it's gonna be tough bland right you know he's everybody's hero you know still is still is my hero man what all I- that's a sad early loss, right there. I uh, know, man. The, and oh, man, it sucks for me because we ended on a bad note. I never t- even got you a ch- told me that, you know. And I never got a chance because you know I had I got drunk one night and fired everybody in the damn band and every you know. Yeah. And I've healed things with Glenn and Cameron and everything else. Yeah. After the passing of Hugh, because I wasn't going to let that happen again. Right. That I, taught me a big lesson. Well, you told me that you're the one that told me that he had passed away. I came out. We were somebody was on Mike Worley was on the back deck at. Spanish galleon. Right. And I came out there and you you called me aside to and told me that he had died. I didn't know. Yeah. And that's what first thing you said, you said, Man, I didn't get to make amends with him. Yeah, that sucks, man. Yeah. Because he's man, he's a sweetheart of a dude. Yeah. You know, and i of course I got my faults. Everybody knows that. So, but we, we all do. But, you know, I never got a chance to make that good, good with him. But and it, that but I'm honored to say that uh he had a big impact on my life he gave me a lot of cool advice that I still use to this day because he's a seasoned dude yeah and been he's around. been through he's been through a lot a whole lot yeah. a whole lot I mean like yeah. two major accidents I'm paralyzed half of his body yeah. you know still learned to play bass hell they did a documentary on PBS about him oh really yeah it's incredible I need to get a find chance that. To, yeah I think uh I, you know what I think I have a DVD of it somewhere I'll find, he gave me one I'll find it okay. and I, I'll get it to you yeah I'd love to see that yeah man so anyway uh going back to names and everything. What would you call Jackie Gore? What would it be his nick? what would be what would it, be, oh what would it be his label? Jackie Gore. Oh I don't know. The daddy of beach music. <laughs> <laughs> well uh, uh the the uh, Jack uh jack nicholson jack nicholson can Be- you do that that's not really a sur title yeah well you it know it says a lot you know uh, yeah. here's jackie, here's jackie. <laughs> oh my god here's jackie <laughs> oh my god man but uh, one funny. of my favorite things is he was like in character i've heard this story about it he was like in character uh, For Raymond Massey Yeah And if anybody's seen The floor show He's just perverted Like mechanic yeah. dude Or something That just I mean he talks about he's Statutory just, rape And he, everything yeah, that's It's hilarious awful, It's awful though yeah, I mean, In today's world It would be the most yeah. <laughs> It would be a little Non-PC <laughs> Not To say the least Yeah I've seen it A few times it, was, it got really good But so anyway They're waiting to do it So apparently When he goes into character He goes into character Okay yeah. So they're waiting Uh, He's waiting for them He's to go Start the second show yeah. which begins with Ray and Massey so in the meantime he goes getting the character and he goes across the street to this convenience store have you heard the story? <laughs> no I haven't so he goes in there and he just goes and grabs a, one of those like popcorn machines he grabs a bag and fills it up and just walks out the door <laughs> And he goes out front, and he's, the lady says, you need to pay for that. And he said something in Raymond Massey back to the lady, right? <laughs> and, in and, character. That's right. Funny. So he's just standing out there in the parking lot waiting to go back next door into the club. And he's sitting there. She calls the cops. He stays <laughs> in character with the cops. That's hilarious. Never lose it. They arrest him. He's gone. <laughs> he's gone. He's gone. <laughs> Raymond Massey's in jail. So they start introducing him on stage. God, man. And then he's gone. And then they're like, I think Craig or somebody's told me to say, Man, we don't like 15 minutes so come yeah, on. We're vamping. <laughs> come, we're vamping. Come yeah. on, man. Come on. You know. <laughs> Do we said Raymond. Yeah. Man. Here, he is, Here he is, ladies and gentlemen. No, but give the surname. You know what I'm saying? If you yeah. say the Godfather, blah, blah, blah. Let's say, what would Jackie be? Oh, man. I don't know. That's a good one. The perverted uh, uncle. The perverted uncle. Oh, yeah, the crazy <laughs> uncle. The crazy yeah. uncle. You know that one nobody talks about. But, yeah. but what a singer, though! God, man, great voice. Still, I a mean, great voice. I'm believe man, he's like 80 years old. Yeah, and he's still easy. Still so easy. I told, uh, I told uh, Mike. Taylor on episode number 2 my favorite embers joke i'll say it again if you want to hear it i'd love to hear it you know why the embers are still together why because they were booked when they hired the band for the titanic <laughs> That's pretty good, that's, and the band that's played almost on. and almost true too. I know, man. So uh, anyway, if you guys are you talking about doing some recordings and yeah, stuff? Are you going Are you going to do original? or Are you going to do like covers? We're going to start writing. You know, Devin writes. That's all he does. He writes music every day. That's and Steve writes a bunch of stuff. Steve's really good. He has a lot of instrumental music. Right, and we're gonna to try to start putting some stuff together, you know, in the fall. Well, it's almost fall now, so we're getting ready to start working on that. Well, on behalf of those two guys, I would like to say that you are fun to write with because I you. I wrote the whole album with you. uh sweet and right, sweet it, and right, yeah, and that was a phenomenal album. And I enjoyed writing it with you, so they're gonna have a ball right because you come up with great ideas. Yeah, I'm a I'm a I'm a good co writer. <laughs> well, I'm a good arranger, I think. You know, I'm I think all the best good. songs are co written. Right, I I agree. Yeah, two two minds are always better than one or three, as the case may be. And you know, you all three of y'all really kind of got different styles as far as what your your taste is, and it kind of comes together. So, if y'all are all three to agree on the way a song should be written, then you will probably capture three large different demographics. I think, and we'll yeah, and, and because of that, I think we'll end up with a singular vision. You know. A singular direction. I think yeah. we've already started doing some stuff in soundcheck. We just, you know, kind of come up with some stuff off the cuff, and it's been really cool. And every all musicians have this conversation. It's all been done. There's twelve notes. Yeah, it's all, it's been, all done. been done. So it's a hybrid. What are you going to do with it? We're going to take this sound, this sound, this sound, and put it together, and come yeah. up with some cool lyrics, yeah. and yeah. and everything. So I mean, you take all all that. But generally speaking, what direction would you say the sound would be if you had to put it into a category? Oh man, that's tough. I mean it's it's a rock band, you know, we're three Ps. We're, right. We're gonna be a rock band. And uh Would you say but, it falls more into southern rock, not necessarily? No, I wouldn't classify it as southern rock. It's you, almost because of the way things are turning out, kind of a heavy funk rock. Oh nice. Yeah, I know. It's I like of, that. I do too. Kind of direction we're headed in. I just like the way that sounds. I do too. Heavy funk heavy rock. Heavy funk rock. Man, that sounds like a damn party getting ready to happen. Yeah, it does. Feels like one. Yeah. <laughs> Feels like one every night. It's like pouring pop rocks into a ginger ale. <laughs> and watch it go off. Yes, yeah. man. This, yeah. That's going to be awesome, man. That's like Steve. Wind him up and just watch him go. You, so as far as funk goes, what are some of your big influences in the funk world? Well... I like Parliament. Everybody likes Parliament. Oh yeah, you know Bootsy. But uh, it's the absence of music that makes it good. Yeah, every note George Clinton. Yeah, every note is that wide. You got to put it on the backside. Yeah, put it on the backside. Don't yeah. forget the one. Yeah. As long as you got the one. That's right. Uh, but uh, it's, what I, you, it's what he said. It's what you don't play that makes it funky. Right. Right. That's right. That's I think that's a quote. But I uh, band Mother's finest came out. Oh man. When I was uh, I guess I was fourteen. Fifteen, I got a record player or like a real stereo, you know, with speakers and everything. And that's one of the albums I got for Christmas. Was that? I mean, I wore it out. I wore the wore the both sides off of that record. You know, Wizards, my he's my guy, man. Funk, funk wise, they're crazy, man. And see, I wasn't. Where did you? Where's the first time you ever saw them live? Mother's finest. First time I saw them live. Ooh. First time I saw them live, I played with them. It was nineteen. What? Oh, oh, you, yeah, yeah. We opened up, them. for yeah yep. Sugar Creek, opened for them in Panama City, and they used our production. Um, that was nineteen eighty seven or eighty eight. Oh, you so, were young. Yeah, I was like 23, 24. So, did you ever see them when they played in the North Myrtle Beach, or, in the, or in the Myrtle Beach area? No, never did. Never did. Uh, I would. I saw them more when I was. Uh, after my kid was born, you know, I slowed down. I didn't play as much. So right. Before, I was always working when everybody was playing. So uh, they would come to Greenville on a regular basis, the old handlebar. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got to see them more in that period of 10 years living in Greenville than I ever saw before. Am I crazy or Did did Mother's Finest play Mother Fletchers? I'm sure they did. I'm, it seems like I saw them there. I and I was a I very, con- so. very. I remember having a very weird conversation with Jenny Friedland over this. I was trying to get her to go with me to the concert, and she's oh like, yeah. "I don't understand. <laughs> I'm just wait a minute. I'm confused. We where are we going? We're going to Mother, Mother Fletcher's, Fletcher's <laughs> to see Mother's Finest, <laughs> right? So Mother Fletcher's Finest. <laughs> <laughs> Can't we just go to? Golden Crow, calling yeah. tonight. Yeah, really. Uh, go to Ryan's. Yeah, I'm gonna move that Kentucky bourbon, turkey bourbon, Kentucky bourbon, turkey, turkey bourbon, turkey. <laughs> that sounds like some good. That's a good that's bird, right that's there. That's a good larberg <laughs> talk, right there. I like, I like your mouth. <laughs> you got a birdie mouth. <laughs> I love you, Uncle Daddy. <laughs> yeah, really. Come over but, here and sit on my lap. <laughs> So anyway, they got uh, they got all these uh, crazy funk bands that are out right now. To me, that are kind of throwing back to the sounds of the seventies. Yeah, I mean they're really starting to capture it, man. Yeah, like the the new one, uh, 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 Anthony Pack and uh, yeah, the Bruno uh, Mars stuff. Bruno Mars stuff. That man. is old school, man, funk, man. That is good stuff, it's dude. Just, it's recorded like they used to record stuff too. You know, it's not a lot of not a lot of effects and production on it you know it's pretty raw and right it's just bad to the bone man I love it yeah know man and what's so crazy is the way that the the world is now you know because I'm like I'm a member of Spotify and I'm on Apple music and it's made my life yeah. so much easier because you could just dial it up and get it even though as a songwriter and as an artist it kind of hurts us, you know? Yeah, it, it's, it, it, too yeah, yeah. it's too easy. Yes, yeah. too easy, you know, and and instead of getting like a, a, every time somebody buys an album, you know, you would get yeah. the majority of the money. Right Now all the the backlines and the software companies it's like somebody spends yeah. 99 cents to download a coastline song, I make like 0.03 cents yeah. you know? <laughs> 003 really? you know? Yeah. once I sell 3 million, I'll have $100. Yeah, that's exactly, <laughs> you know. Yeah, that's but is but everything's backwards these days It's so like before you would uh do a tour to promote an album now you do an album to promote a tour right you yeah. know and i know everybody's starting to do because of spotify and all these different things instead of releasing an album all at once they'll release a song wait 45 days release another song mm-hmm. wait another 45 days you know and take them six months to release an album right they said they're getting more longevity out of it that way. Absolutely. And they can pick sense. and choose which songs going to be the hits. Right. Because if you download the whole album at one time. And not only that, you're charging $1.29 for a song to download it once as opposed to $6.99 to download the whole album. Right. Right. A, but it doesn't really work that way because I, th- I think at the end you get comp- they have a way the yeah. algorithms work all that mess right. out. Right. I, don't I know. But, I mean, a lot of artists, did you notice it? The big thing now is EPs, EPs, which yeah. stands for extended play back right. in the day, which meant four, it was, it was, five big, songs, it was yeah. bigger than a four basically yeah. He'd put two or three songs on each side yeah. instead of a full album Yeah, and I love that concept well you know like that's another way to kind of pick and choose what songs you want to right. push and be hits you know see like there was what uh, John Mayer did on the album before this last one he did th- he did four EPs and then when he got done he just put them all in one album oh, okay and then the EPs went away. Well, there you go. You know, I guess he got all the sales he could get. Yeah, individually. Right. Just, okay, here they are. That's kind of brilliant. If you think about, it. yeah, that. it is very smart. I think I'm gonna come out with a new T-shirt design with "Mama's Drinking Liquor" again now. Mama's drinking liquor Sorry, again now. Again. Again. <laughs> yeah, again. 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 Uh, That's what Chuck Berry. <laughs> let's twist again. <laughs> yeah, like like we did last summer. Yeah, I'm gonna. Yeah. Do, Mama's drinking liquor again. 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 <laughs> 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 uh Mama's but, drinking white lightning again. Yeah, I know. But you know, people I'm not trying to be mean or anything, but some people are just so not creative to me, and I, and I mean and I mean this in the cruel, most cruel way I can because I want you to listen to me. It is not clever to come up to me and say you ought to write a song saying daddy's drinking liquor again. That's stupid, and I don't want to damn hear it. No, I don't want to hear it again. <laughs> I don't want to hear it again. I got an idea. You keep selling damn insurance, and yeah, I'll keep right. writing the damn song. You keep you- making the fries. I got this. <laughs> <laughs> man that's so arrogant but so damn true yeah but, but you me. know what i will i will eat my words because you know people come up i'm sure people come up to you all the time with like songs that they've yeah, written oh, yeah. and every, so man day. i would yeah. love your man to do this song check out what i wrote and everything yeah. and most of the time it's like god how god. do i tell them it sucks right <laughs> try to be nice so one time He said, this guy was honest about it. He said, I don't know anything about music. He said, but I love good lyrics for blues songs. And he slid me a book. I mean literally a book. And I there was about seven or eight songs that that he wrote that that in there that I just I loved them. Ed Kerrigan. Something about that sounds very familiar. Ed you remember Ed Kerrigan? I remember the book, I think. Right. I think I remember that. Do you remember Ed? He looked like Delbert McClinton. Oh, did he? He lived in the western part of Carolina. Uh, that sounds really familiar. You know, he wrote Sugar Cookies. Like you, I've killed a lot of brains. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Matter of fact, I think he started coming around right after you left. Oh, okay. You know. But I, uh, I do remember something about the book, though. Right. I remember something about that. Yeah. He just, he just handed me this book of stuff, and I, it, and I'm, he wrote Sugar Cookies. He helped me write Mississippi Mud. Oh, okay. Uh, I mean, you know. So it was, it was the right, you know, and the first stuff on the first King Tyrone album and stuff, and it's you know, it's oh, yeah. he, really phenomenal. I mean, every now and then there's a gold mine in there. Right. I mean, you know, you run into a Bernie Topin. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's that's the lyricist from from Hell, right there. Yeah, and you know damn well that uh, Elton John was like, man, those are good, but you know, yeah. let's let's move this around a little bit. I can't make that make sense. <laughs> Don't spit that water on me. <laughs> You want any? You want anything to drink? <clears throat> uh, what time is it? I don't know. Let's see. Oh, it's twelve oh three. Hell yeah! Would you like a shot? Sure. All right. We have. Uh, you know, did you, you realize that you're the third guest that I've had in here for the third uh, uh, podcast, and everybody's had something to drink, at least one drink. Well, you know, when in Rome, right? <laughs> so uh, we have uh, Blanton's uh, bourbon. We have Weller's bourbon, we have uh, Weller's rye, and we have uh, chicken cock. What is chicken cock? Well... It is an appendage <laughs> on a small bird, <laughs> <laughs> and a big bird after the hormones, <laughs> right? So uh, anyway, no, we have that, and we, uh, which is a, a bourbon that that Bo Gilbert added to the table. Bo Gilbert, yeah. uh, the Web guy, who's exactly what you're yeah. And we also have tequila. We got Casa Amiga. Oh, that's yeah, the we one. Got that, to, we got to have some Casa. Is that what you oh, want? Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. See, I'm the one that's had any tequila in here, so. Yeah, no. Right. I, I can't believe you have tequila in here. That's a surprise. And you got, you got water. You got, I got water. You got water chasing down. I, yeah. I'll clean this glass prior to you coming here. That's our okay. guest glass. Oh, that's our guest glass. Okay, cool. What? Ding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. I'll, I'll help you with that. Boom. Why is your hand shaking? Because I'm an alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, sir. Yeah, absolutely, man. It's it, That's good stuff, that man. that is good stuff. So, uh, look, it's got George Clooney's signature on there. Oh, is that what? Yeah. Okay, I see that now. George Clooney, and I don't know the guy, other guy, Randy, somebody. But uh, even though they signed it they started this, I think they sold it. I don't think they still own it anymore. Just like Sammy Hagar did Cabo. Yeah, now he's, he's got. So, yeah, it's Santos. Santos, yeah, yeah. with uh, Guy Fieri. Guy Fieri, yeah. Guy, is, that yeah. Your, is it Guy Fieri? Guy Fieri. Guy Fieri. I say Fieri. I'm a redneck. I right. think he calls it Fieri. I like, Fieri that, or I like guy, that Guy Fieri's hot. Oh, I, God! I like old Guy Fieri's tequila, man. I, I ate one of his <laughs> cheeseburgers on the <laughs> Carnival Cruise. <laughs> on the cruise ship. <laughs> yeah. That's a good mushroom burger. I might, I might have a little bit with you today. Okay. Well, okay. Let me drink this so you can have the okay. glass. you go first and then... Oh, you just, you gonna kill it? That's my man right there. Oh. Is there another way? Yeah, oh, that's good. Yeah, you I'll, know who actually told me about that tequila? Who? Michelle Bowers. I love her, man. Yeah, I love her too. She's a sweetheart, man. She's been through a lot, man. She's been through a whole lot. Lost Jim Bowers, and before that, Jim's daughter, and before that, dad, and then yeah. and now grandma's. Jim's mom. Jim's mom. Oh, yeah. yeah, it was crazy, man. All this like in three years. Yeah, and I think Michelle was pretty much. All she had, you know, all Jim's mama had. Michelle's well, got a great sense of humor, though. She oh, actually, she, she, she actually does. told the funeral director, she said, "Do you have like a multiple person discount?" <laughs> yeah. And I was like, "This is you're awful, of <laughs> <laughs> That was funny, though. Yeah, to take the high road. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, she's been through it, but you know, she hangs in there. She really this does tough. She really does, man. Cool chick, man. Oh, yeah. Jameson, her son. Yeah. Man, her and Jim did a great job raising a kid, man. You no, know, he's he's working already. He's DJing. Started DJ. Stuff like his dad. I didn't yep. know that. Yep. That's he's, cool. He's already already out there doing that. I remember, I guess it was about six months ago or so, he did his first show. And uh, <clears throat> I guess it was some kind of uh, pool party, I think it was. And, you know, said it went great. You got to keep in mind, I mean, he's like 14 years old. Yeah. Well, you know, he's 15, not, he's 15 now. 15, yeah. Because yeah, he he's about to get his license. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's right. right. He's slightly, just a little younger than my kid. Yeah, he's a beautiful child too, man. He is, he's gonna, man. he's gonna do, he's gonna do wondrous things in yeah, his life. Yeah, yeah he's, he's got it going on. He's got his head on straight too. Yeah, smart kid, hard worker. Yeah, it lives in a cool territory. Anybody who lives in Mount Pleasant. Yeah, been down that way. My gosh. Yeah, it's probably a good place to grow up. I would imagine it's rather boozy. Yeah, a little bit it's plush. Yeah, it's just plush. He lives in a little three-story house. <laughs> i <laughs> got a little three-story house man where are you living now me i live in carolina forest in the park listen to you talk bad about somebody man hey I, you know i couldn't wait to get in something i couldn't pay for so. <laughs> <laughs> man i tell you that's awesome man but I, you lived over in aberdeen for a while that's beautiful. yeah aberdeen that's, i was there for a couple of years and uh we're talking about the golf course here in north, aberdeen, Merleby, not, yeah, aberdeen, not north carolina right not yeah, not Southern Pines. So, you, you're from, La- really, Lancaster to North Myrtle Beaches, is really is. Well, Lancaster and uh, Charlotte. Right. And then the Charlotte area, then uh, uh, Greenville. And, well, hell you live with me basically in wilmington for a while because yeah. we were touring so yeah. much we were kind of roommate yeah. me you right. and sam bryant i wore your couch out yeah. yeah hell yeah so but anyway you got down here in carolina forest you touring with this man how what's the farthest you really i mean i'm gonna understand by talking to clint you guys don't want to really travel that far out as long as you can get the money well, right here at the house if we can get the money at home you know, that's fine, but I think what we're starting to see we're starting to get offers for decent money. To, you know, basically what we decided when we put it together, if we're going to go out and run the roads, we're going to get paid for it. You know what I mean? Right. We're not going to do it, you know, when we – it doesn't make sense. We can stay here and make decent money while, you know – why well, take the on the expense of going on the road and make the same money? Man, I'm going to tell you right now. I mean, you know, me, Casey, and Albert, we all – and Albert Rogers, Casey, my we all live right here in the in, in this – Casey's in Southport and out right. of North Myrtle, Casey's in regular Myrtle. Right. So we're all right here together. Yeah. And we play the Malarkey Brothers around this area. Yeah. Like on Mondays or Tuesdays when yeah. he's not with the weight or Blackwater yeah. or we're not with Coastline, we'll play around locally. And there's no – there's no road crew. There's right. no truck. Yeah. There's no hotels. There's no gas. Yeah. Uh, you go up, set up, easy set up. Uh, play songs that we don't play on a normal basis. Yeah. It's fun for us. It's fun. Yeah. fun for the audience. And put a little money in your pocket. Put some money in your pocket, and they tip us in tip cash. Tip. I don't yeah. know. I don't know nothing about no federal government. Yeah. What <laughs> what What tips? Hell, <laughs> uh, yeah, I ain't got no tips. But uh. Then you go, or you go out in coastline, and then you drive seven, eight hours right. in a day, and uh, you have to get hotel rooms, pay for fuel, which is insane yeah. right now. Yeah. Drive eight, drive eight hours, but you're still in North Carolina. And then you got to pay the road crew. Then you got to pay the, you know, the musicians yeah. on stage. It's Hotels nuts. a lot of times. Oh, golly. They're out hey, man, outrageous. Now. I'm hungry, man. You ain't got no food up in here. <laughs> yeah. I'll go to Subway and get you something. You know, yeah. I'll they get the package deal. It's it, so, but The it's family, a, family package i brought some of these uh harvest cheddar chips yeah. Up here. <laughs> yeah try these try these they're, they're only a, out of date by about a month jar of olives <laughs> so when are you uh i, I tell you what uh, i can i write one of the songs for you guys just one. to throw it your way absolutely you know a matter of fact let's you and i get together i'd love to and you, should, you and i write one just throw it at the table I'd love to. I think I'd, that'd be I'd, fun. I think that's a good idea. I love it. I so do. if the guys want to get up with you or they want to follow you, once again, what's the best way to do that? SouthSideSaintsBand.com or, of course, we have you know, a Facebook page like everybody does. And, uh, you know, just go to the website. Our schedule's on there. They're playing yeah. a lot, too. They're playing a lot. And I, By the way, if you want to hire them somewhere, uh, yeah. you know, they, they they are for hire. And yeah. I'm, I imagine Clint's doing all the booking for you. Is Clint's that right? Do, yeah, Clint, do 99% of it. I, I'll do one every now and then, but mostly Clint. But the contact information's on the website. <laughs> contact information. Clint's number's on there and my number's on there. Southsidesaints.com. band Banned. SouthsideSaintsBand dot com. Mm-hmm. Let's say that again because I messed it up. SouthSideSaintsBand.com. Southside dot com. Robbie Hickler, I love you so much. Love you, brother. Man, thank you. so. Please tell me you come back on the show one day. I'd love it. And I, you know what? I want you to come back after we get this first album out. I'd love to, you know, to yeah, promote man. that. We we'll yeah. play some tracks on here and everybody check out. Wherever you get your podcast, you can find this right here, Swamp Soul Talk. This uh this episode is brought to you by Scotland Motors dot com. Scotland Motors in Larnburg, North Carolina on South Main Street. Give them a call at 910-276-7250. Talk to Lee Howland and his wonderful staff. they got a huge selection of used vehicles that are in mint condition, low mileage, and the best service department to back it up. Call them or stop by and tell them Jim Quick sent you. Till next time, this is Swamp Soul Talk. Be safe and be kind. Love you guys.